friends, welcome to episode five of the Overflow Podcast. Last week in episode four, we talked about knowing your spouse. We talked about God's design for the marriage relationship and how in Mark 10, chapter eight, it says the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but one. We also talked about the need to take leaving off of the table and what that might look like in your relationship. We talked about how they receive love and do you know your spouse enough, deep enough to know how to pour into them, how to love them in the ways that they receive love. Some of the quotes from the books that we referenced were real love, This kind of love is emotional in nature, but not obsessional. It is a love that unites reason and emotion. It involves an act of the will and requires discipline, and it recognizes the need for personal growth. Also, in The Mingling of Souls by Matt Chandler, we were reminded of this. When we commit to a spouse for life, we are agreeing to enter a sacred union between two sinners and Jesus. And when you've got two sinners walking together over the years, you will see just how sinful he or she and you can be. As we talked about last week, there is no perfect marriage relationship. We are truly broken people seeking to pursue and love broken people. But broken people can become beautiful on the inside and make beautiful lives together. We can become one together. So today on episode five, I have asked my husband, my significant other, the one that I have chosen to covenant with and move toward God and becoming one with each other to join me on the podcast. So hello. Hello. We just want to take an opportunity today to just really talk through some of the questions that I left you with last time and um, just be real and be candid about our marriage, about our journey, and all the things that we have learned along the way to get to where we are today. Um, Yeah, like we've been married 27 years that's a while. That's a really long time. Um, and we have learned a lot along the way. We have gotten a lot wrong. For sure. But I also feel like we've gotten a lot right. Indeed. Um, so if we want to just visit the, the subject of, um, because we talked and covered the, the, the foundational piece of what does it mean to set a solid foundation to be rooted and grounded in something so solid that all the things that you walk through and face in a marriage along the way, um, that you you are moving toward one another and becoming one, and that that strong, solid foundation really is what keeps you grounded and keeps you from falling and which is really what led us to the point that you have to take leaving off of the table. Yeah. Yeah, but 
truthfully, we didn't end up there overnight. Um, I think it was a journey to, to get there. Um, you know, we were trying to decide really how to, to set up this episode and what to do. And rather than uh, scripting something and, and going back and forth, um, you know, different from, from the normal episodes of Overflow, we thought in this one uh, that it might be good just to be conversational and really just kind of leave the mic going and capture a natural conversation, a back and forth with Tab and I um, as we just kind of talk through this issue. Um, so when we think of foundation, when I think of foundation, you know, you said last episode, you, um, you know, we were, we were parents very early, you know, we were also, we were in a new city, I had a new job, you were away from parents for the very first time. Um, so there were like a lot of factors. I, I, I think, you know, we, we each had our faith, we were raised in the faith. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think at that point, it was really more about survival than anything. It was like, how do we, um, how do we, how do we buy milk and bread and keep, (laughs) keep food on the table? How do I cook food that's edible, (laughs) edible and digestible? (laughs) And, and we, you know, we did a lot of, uh, learning together and growing up Tab had never, um, you know, you'd never had a budget, um, to, to manage finances and, you remember the you remember the spreadsheet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough time to talk about the spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, wow. It was it was tight times, but um, so really it was it was very much about survival. Um, and you know when we when we became parents, um, you know we were fortunate enough to get to come back to Greenville after we'd been married about a year and a half, um, and. You know, as a as a as a man, I think a typical feeling that a lot of a lot of men feel going into a marriage. There's this new, immense sense of responsibility that you are you are no longer um, carefree. You are no longer responsible only for yourself. You bear the weight and burden of providing and caring for and um, and I think, you know, even though we were, we made the decision for you to stay home with the kids, um, even for those who don't, that's still immense pressure, mm-hmm. um, to, to take care of everyone financially. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was about survival and it was messy, yeah. right? Yeah, You're, it was. Yeah. And when you were talking about foundational, like, I feel like we, in the beginning, you know, we were so young and new and everything was fresh, but marriage is right. Whether you're, whether you're 18 or whether you're 45, just getting married, it's new and it's a transition and you're all learning as you go and, and building your own foundation. But I think we carried a lot of foundationally from what we had modeled before us, you know, and, and then we learned on our own how how to build on that. But when I think through those times, like moving back and gosh, the first five years of our marriage, the things that we navigated through, you know, that was a part of, of, of the foundational piece and the hardships that we went through 
and the financial struggles, the well, the the the, the multiple moves. Remember, we, yep. we we moved what like seven, seven times, times in our, our first, first year. Of yeah, marriage. yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and then uh, and then yeah, the the two miscarriages, mm-hmm. and then a child born with with special needs. Um, yeah, I mean the challenges were real. Yeah, so they were stacking up, and um, and I think that's when we that was the first time. And I, um, I referenced this last in last week's episode, but that was our first time I think that you and I fully stopped long enough and, and kind of put our own feelings to the side and really looked at one another and said, hey, we need some help navigating yeah. through this. You know, we had reached this point where we had gone through so much that we needed, we needed a third party to kind of help us you know, pick up some pieces, put them back in the right place, and to really help us begin to step outside of that mindset that, hey, leaving is not an option. Mm -hmm. And I think for both of us, like, even our, like, biblical foundation, our spiritual convictions, um, like, that's not what we wanted. And we didn't want our children to endure a broken home um, if, you know, but I also think that we did love each other, hmm. you know, in a lot of the broken ways. And, um, but we did love each other and we wanted to be together. We just didn't know exactly how to do that well in that season. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I was, um, Probably not the most willing participant going to <laughs> going to counseling um, that that first time, um, you know, and I and I think a lot of guys experience that, you know, fear of asking for help or appearing weak or like we don't have the answers, um, and that's you know one thing. I, I, and I know we've tried to encourage people with this before is like getting help and and pursuing or seeking counseling from an outside third party, um, you know, who has some level of expert knowledge in it, not a sign of weakness at all. No. I mean, it's, it's, in fact, it's, it's better, I think, when it's not done as a means to potentially rescue and more as a preventative, um, you, you know, to, 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 to keep you from and help you avoid certain pitfalls. Um, you know, I mean, that was where, and you, you referenced this last, uh, last episode. I mean, that was the first I'd ever heard of any love language. Yes. I didn't, I didn't know, um, I didn't know anything about that. And, um, I mean, I learned, I learned a, I learned a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, one, one thing, uh, and we were talking about this earlier this week that, you know, based on season of life and what's going on, that, that maybe maybe those love languages can shift and reorder and reprioritize. Um, but, I, you know, you've been consistent from day <laughs> one. Uh, number one for Tab Lewis is quality time. Yes, Yes. No, no doubt about it. Nothing like some QT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the um, you know, we we could Tab and I can have we could have like three great weekends in a row where we have um, just amazing intentional time together, and we're so in sync, and 
just everything's everything's groovy, and we go we go an entire week where we're like passing, go you know back and forth mm-hmm. in the mornings, getting ready and whatnot. And it's I mean we we have a crisis situation. Yeah, sound the alarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got it's awry. like we've got to reevaluate our. <laughs> you got to get a different job, and we've got to do you know yes. call the counselor. Yeah. But you know, Mister Counselor, back in our fifth year of marriage, you know one thing that. On this side of our journey, when I look back at that time, and you know, he he really just put a light on a spotlight on things that we already really knew about one another. Really, probably when you, you when you get down to the 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 bare bones of it, drew us to one another. Um, but he, he shined a light on it and help us stop long enough to kind of like peer into that and go, Hey, but this is how my husband, this is how you, Chris, this is how you receive love. And it may not be just because I don't receive love in that way. doesn't mean I'm incapable of giving it to you, right. but knowing you to the point and acknowledging that, Hey, this is how you, you receive love and you and I have the ability to do that because I love you. Yeah. And yeah. because I know this about you, I have the ability to love you yeah. in this way. Well, and I think one thing that that's critical about that, because this was this was revelatory for me, is to to get to a place where I could see there were ways that you were desiring to have love expressed that I wasn't doing. Um, I, I had to get. I had to admit my own selfishness. You know, mm-hmm. I had I had to see that this relationship is not all about me. I, I am absolutely a part of the one that we've become. I am part of that, but it's not, it's not about me. And so laying your own needs aside, and I, I remember this, I remember this vividly as a young married man, you know, new family man with all this responsibility. You know, I remember having all the thoughts of, Goodness gracious! I go out and I do this, and I I I take these steps, and I I provide uh, this and that, and and if she would only, you know, or, or if 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 you would just do so and so, whatever, fill in the blank, and um and that was one that was the first time, and I didn't have a lot of great counsel in my life at the time. Um, Life was more about career and moving and shaking and all that. I didn't have a lot of great counsel advising me on on this. So that was really the first time anybody had called me on that. Um, and and it, it, it was it was uh, arresting to to say the least, but it got my attention. Sure. You know? yeah. And I think like for me, um, in those, those moments. I mean, we can move on from Mr. Counselor in our fifth year of marriage soon, but I'm just thinking specifically in that time, I found myself going, okay, God, give me the want to. Like sometimes our want to is not there and we need help. We need, we need someone greater than ourselves, a power greater than ourselves to help us want to love the other in the way that they were designed and created 
to be loved and it's not easy and we're not always going to want to it's not it's not always rainbows and unicorns and um but but definitely i would say that learning the love language of your heart of the way that god created you from the inside out and um because there's something very special about that and if he brings two people together to become one then he gives you everything that you need to love the other the way that they were designed and created to be loved yeah 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 i think um you know when we think about taking leaving off the table um because i think that was ultimately the beginning of that uh revelation for us uh, but again you you mentioned you mentioned in your last podcast that that uh you know, out for me, the the event that you described, that pivotal moment where uh, we were, um, you know, I mean, we were really considering the the final alternative. I mean, we were talking about separate living arrangements and who you stay in the house and I'll see the kids so and so. You're pregnant with 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 Gracie with our with our last child and. Um, I mean, that was a very real moment. I, I know when I when I talk with people today and I tell them I recount that day, it, it's it's hard for people to who know us today, who see us and see our marriage today. Not that it's perfect by any stretch, but who look at us today to envision that that's a place that we were Never at. Were. Yeah. But it it was real. It was close. I mean, yeah. we were we were having the final conversation. Um, and, and I think that process brought me to a place where, um, you know, God, God cemented in my heart in that moment. And I've, I've shared that story. We don't have time to go into it today, but I've shared it with you. Um, and we've talked about that in depth that that was really where the, the, idea of we're in this together forever Mm -hmm. was settled you know put to bed um never never dwelt on thought of even even as a flash since that day it's like whatever comes good bad no matter the uh success or challenge or failure that we face we're in this we're in this together for life till death do us part we are uh, we're in it. We're in it together. Yeah, I remember too. Like when you're talking about that moment, that that awakening moment that you had. I remember. I remember that moment, and when I think about it now, when I, when I sit here, you know, looking you in the face and having conversations about where we were and where we are now, and I think about what we get to experience today in our marriage. Um, it takes my breath away to think that we almost walked away from something that God has done something miraculous and beautiful with and that we get to that we get to experience together today sure we don't have you know insight into the future you know we can't see what right. it's going to be like on the other side um but to know that we almost just closed the door on that. We almost just, you know, 
washed our hands, done, and we what we are experiencing and encountering today is is just unbelievable in comparison to that. And which is leads to this quote that I uh, referenced last week too. It's from um, the book Mingling of Souls by Matt Chandler. It says, you don't really need to make a vow to stick with someone in the best of times. The inclination to run doesn't exist then. It's the low times the covenant is made for. Mm. And wow, I can, I can resonate so much with that quote. Our journey, mm. like we've lived that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've, we've truly lived that in our marriage. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, I think you had some questions for us to address, right? Yeah. Maybe. So a couple of you have, um, have asked some questions as, as far as in relation to marriage. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest ones was you wanted us to discuss <laughs> what it was like or what is it like to um, navigate through a hard and difficult situation in your marriage? Like what are some steps that you guys take? What are, what are some intentional ways that you seek to do that well um, when you're faced with a hardship or a, a difficult situation? Yeah, I think... Um... I'll 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 go first. Um, for me, a big part was um, l- learning to de-escalate over doing anything that would escalate. So, and I think I think there's a couple of different kinds of hards here. There's circumstantial that's outside of that, and then there's you know where it's a conversational hard. It's something that's going on, and we have a disagreement, and we don't see eye to eye, uh, which happens, right? It's yeah. <laughs> um, Believe it or not. <laughs> it, it uh, yeah. And, and so getting to a place where, um, I mean, guys, my background is, is sales and I have for a long time persuaded people for a, a living and, and I, um, I, you know, I argue to win and I argued to win. Let's let me restate that. <laughs> um, and what I what I learned is that usually if you win an argument, you you lose the overall. You lose in the relationship um, because the win is superficial at best, and it almost always does some kind of damage. So for me, that was one of the big things when it comes to points of friction or actual confrontation with Tab and I. Now that's not to say at all that we don't talk about tough stuff and we don't like it's not well she disagrees with me so i'm just gonna leave it alone it's not that sure at all um but but the way that um the way that we speak to each other has man it's transformed over the years absolutely you know it's it's today um, where, where in the past there, it may have gotten heated. It may, you know, voices might've raised and, um, today it's, it's with respect, you know, it's, and it's, um, it's not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. I think one thing that was, um, I know for men, men love to be respected and honored, um, 
I do believe that comes, you know, very strongly with how God created men specifically. But it was in instead of coming and approaching each other in an attacking way and your number one um, goal being, hey, you're going to hear me and you're going to hear why I feel the way I feel and it, you know, what the way I feel comes before the the way you feel and <laughs> and I've and we learned together to to really be intentional about how we say how we're feeling. So instead of saying you always yeah. do this or you always, always make me feel this, all, always you never do so yeah. and so. Come to it and and say, hey, you know when when you behave that way or when you speak to me in that tone it makes me feel like this yeah and there's something about the delivery of that that immediately just it cools the temperature right. down yeah. you know it just yeah. really brings you to that level ground and it's like oh, okay wait a minute now i want to listen you know and I think that was one of the big things for me. The other big thing for me, my nature of being a pleaser, you know, wanting everybody around me to be happy and everybody to be okay, sometimes you have a tendency to say, oh, well, I don't need to stand up for myself. You're like your Feelings are real. They're not always true, but they're real and they're valid and your feelings are valid. And so don't ever pull back and not share how you're feeling and why things are making you feel the way they feel um, because that is important. And if you don't get that out and you harbor that inside and you hold on to that, it's just going to build resentment. And it is going to come out at some point in time. It's going to come out when you're trying to decide what movie you want to go see or... (laughs) Not Star Wars. You know, at the movie theater or whatever. Eventually, it is going to rear its ugly head. And then your spouse is going to be going, what in the world just happened, you know? So I think think for for guys especially... um, you know, and I don't know what the male demographic is for, for this, but I, I know um, I have learned that in many cases, Tabitha, like you just want to be seen. You mm-hmm. want to be heard. You want your feelings validated. Yes. Um, and an important one, one, one thing that I've grown in, um, because my, my, my natural inclination is to fix it. If you're sharing something with me, I've got, here's your three steps (laughs) on what to do, man. Right, right. But uh, I've learned, um, I've learned to discern either through body language and situation or just to outright ask, like, am I, do you want, do you want my help with this? Or am am I, am I just listening? Do I need to just support, you know, that directly? Yeah. Uh, there's so much gold in this question. Um, like I think about, I learned this from you. I think you do this very well. Uh, I, I am one who wants resolve immediately. Let's talk about it. Let's process. I know know where you're going. And let's resolve this right now because I want to be able to move on into my day and not carry this with me. And there's sometimes that's just not possible. Life is hectic. You have jobs. You have children. Sometimes you have small children. You know, there's so many different things going on that an argument, a situation may come up in the moment and you don't have time to resolve that in the moment and you've got to be able 
to take that situation, that hardship, whatever it is that's going on, you need to put it in the box and put it on the shelf. That does not mean you're ignoring it. That's not a rug. You're not lifting the rug and sweeping it under the rug. You're just putting it in the box where it's safe and you're putting it on the shelf and eventually you're going to come back to that shelf and you're going to pull it off and you're going to open the box and then you're going to talk about it and you're going to work toward resolve. I'm so I'm so <laughs> stinking proud. I'm so proud of you for sharing that. Y'all that, I mean y'all that is that is so difficult for her. It's a hard it it's, it's a hard, hard discipline. But it is a discipline. It's a discipline and there is rich beauty and value in that because yeah. It just eliminates so much. It eliminates words spoken that you can't take back. Yeah. And um, just all kinds of things. I can't even name all the things that, that it does. But, um, but yeah, so gold, gold, gold in that question. And, and again, I want to say we are not perfect. We don't have all the right Absolutely. answers. This is what has worked for us, and we have had valuable wisdom bestowed upon us yeah. over the years to help us out in these areas. Um, so yeah. I, I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to do more questions. <laughs> we, <laughs> Man. This is yeah. like a half an hour. So, okay. Well, thank you oh, for, my pleasure. for joining me today and for, um, thank you for choosing to stay and thank you for, um, choosing to sit back and, um, allow God to reveal to you um, who I am, how he created me to be, and then choosing, because it's a choice, choosing to love me in a way that I receive it. Um, my life has been forever changed by it, and I can't imagine, imagine any other person I'd rather be walking through this life and this journey with, and I'm grateful so Ditto. yeah so thank you guys for joining me today on episode five this is um definitely different than what we normally do and um, but i just thank you for for being a part i felt like this was so valuable uh, uh such a valuable follow-up to episode four and knowing your spouse and um, i hope that this has encouraged you I hope that um, that something that we have said, something that we have learned along the way, uh, will encourage you in your relationship. That you'll you'll pause and you'll think about um, how you can choose to see your spouse and choose to lean in to them and to to move toward them in a way um, that that God designed you to. Um, that honors God, and um, he's all about making broken things beautiful again and restoring and redeeming. We are definitely um, a miracle, a miraculous example of that. And so I just want to encourage you, stay. Stay in it. Stay in it for the long haul. It's worth it. You will reap the fruit and the benefit of it eventually. Um, if you're both working uh, toward it together and choosing it together. So thank you again. Um, I really appreciate our time together. I value you and I can't wait until next time.